When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. So Kristen and I um, want to do something special for you guys. We've been getting a lot of requests. Well, it's more special for ourselves. Right, exactly. But you guys were also in mind. Yeah. Well, always. You're always on our minds. And so, Well, sometimes. <laughs> some, some guys, maybe two people, <laughs> wrote in and said, what goes on behind the scenes of the Ask Women podcast? What do you guys do before the show? What do you do after the show? What do you do during the show? They wanted to see what sleeping. actually happens. Well, on your half, yes. Mm-hmm. It depends on who's on the show, but half the time, that is very true. And so we decided, let's get a camera crew in here and show people what actually goes on behind the scenes at the Ask Women podcast. So we have done it. We've edited it. It's kind of awesome. And we also gave you a video um, of a full podcast so you can actually see us instead of just hearing us. And the, the truth is, is that, yes, it's a, it's a great behind the scenes. It's wonderful because it is jam-packed with information for you. But it's also a great way to support the show uh, and keep us on the air because it's a motive for Kristen to make some a- extra yeah, cash. Because I'm thinking about driving yeah. for Uber. So <laughs> exactly. It's so getting dire. Kristen needs some money and we need some support for the show. So I would love for you to go get a copy of the Ask Women Behind the Scenes video, which gives you like 20 minutes, I think, of, of us behind the scenes before the show. Yeah, it's show, basically and- like us kind of arriving, like what the studio looks like here at yeah. Sideshow Network. Yeah. So it's basically us getting here, uh, setting up, uh, talking about what yeah. you know how we um, uh, what we discussed before the show, and like grabbing coffees, etc. Yeah, super it's exciting so, stuff. It's like it's like I have no. It's, idea. it's basically really boring. But if you're wondering like what we look like, yes. sitting at microphones and talking, yes, and then it's we basically. Have- the wonderful that. sex with Emily. Uh, she was on the episode that we decided to do this for, so she's super cute, and she talks all about sex and pleasuring a woman. And uh, it, 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 it's you awesome. can see hand gestures, which might be helpful I you for guys. You can see hand jobs as well. Yes, hand gestures of things to do. That would be really yeah. helpful. Anyway, if you want to support the show, if you want to check out this behind-the-scenes footage of the Ask Women podcast, go to winggirlmethod.com and slash behind the scenes winggirlmethod.com slash behind the scenes and get your copy of the behind the scenes video plus I'm going to throw in a free copy of my best selling book get oh, inside cool. her Ooh, I know maybe cool. a couple of other books. how much too. is this going to be this is going to be $149 well we are going to be very awesome and wonderful and we're going to sell this for $7.99 so please support the show please get the behind the scenes you get a free copy of my book get inside her go to winggirlmethod.com slash behind the scenes please guys I'm desperate <laughs> thanks guys Sexy music. Sexy music. Hey guys, welcome to the Ask Women podcast where you get real advice straight from the source. I'm Kristen Carney, one of your 
host and a comedian here, of course, with Marnie Kinris, uh, bestseller of Get Inside Her, um, as my voice cracks, very sexy, of course. Um, we Get have, Inside? We have um, somewhat of a voice of man. We Usually we would explain that to you before you come on. That's debatable. That's debatable. <laughs> very debatable. Um, but we have a couple. So you're going to be somewhat maybe demand because your girlfriend is with you, but you can also be very man ma- masculine if you want to as well. Because, um, yeah, we usually have a dude who's here as like the staple man and then we have a, a girl but since you guys are together but i'm sure you'll be very masculine yes yeah, you'll still be a staple man yes all right for right now but, but we'll see what happens i'm the most start. manly guy <laughs> exactly well i, I want to hear no, I, have, I haven't i haven't introduced them okay so we I have uh, kyle clark um host of this is rad podcast which you can find on stitcher and nerdist network uh no no we're independent independent i work okay. also on the nerdist podcast which is on the nerdist network okay cool and uh natalie hazen who also produces the podcast also goes out with kyle so you guys work together yeah. which is very interesting and what we're going to talk about today yeah well that's what i wanted to talk about how do you balance this how do you balance working together being together all the time without ripping each other's heads off that's a good question. Uh, let's just start, <laughs> or, by, or do you? Let's you just start help? by saying it's definitely a work in progress. Yes, absolutely. I, we're constantly trying to, as things we call them growing pains. As things <laughs> get different, we sort of have to figure out how to. I don't know. It's a work in progress. I think our biggest thing at the moment is probably our balance between work and play. I'd say, yeah, which we found has been uh, most successful when we set very clear boundaries between like this is work time and this is play time, which not always is perfect. When is the conversation had? Is it like do you guys like kind of formally well, have scheduling like adult is such a massive thing? Like right. I would say a third of our lives is just spent looking at calendars, going like, all right, can we do this date here? And you have to take time for both, like doing both times for work stuff, and then also going like, all right, so this date, like we are not doing any work stuff, but we are going to go do this activity that's going to clear our heads and be a fun activity where we can actually like enjoy and not have to think about stuff. Who's the one that brings up these? meetings to schedule this time i would say probably me i feel like i'm probably the more schedule oriented one and uh, i i think either if we have too much of one like if we do too much work we both get super drained and we'll start fighting and then if we do too much play i'm like a compulsive workaholic and i'm like we need to be working on stuff we're not doing anything yeah. so. right well I'll, I'll tell you like a little peek into to my relationship um and i've talked to other women about this as well i i, I have complained in the past that i was always the one to suggest making plans or like to have a moment where it wasn't just serious stuff that we were doing. It was like to take us out of um, the serious stuff. And that that really bothered me for a very long time. Um, and then my husband and I had a conversation about it and now he's more proactive about doing that. D- did you find that it was frustrating that you were the one who was taking more of the lead in terms of saying, okay, we need to have a date night or we need to have fun time? Uh, that would I be would Kyle. actually be the other person. <laughs> really? I'm, okay. I'm, I'm, a, I'm the fun one. I'm you, good cop. She's bad cop when it comes to we need to take time to like be Does that people. term even exist anymore, good cop? I feel like that's like a we term just, of like <laughs> maybe 1950. Yeah. It's an Andy Griffith kind of Criminals view. have yeah. caught on by yeah. now. It doesn't work anymore. Yeah. But uh, uh, I am definitely probably the one who is uh, – when Natalie and I first started dating, uh, Natalie was definitely a I'm going to work all the time and then I'll be dead person. Right. So I definitely feel like I kind of tried to – to bring a little bit more of like, well, we could go do this thing and it's okay. We're not going to die tomorrow if we right. don't get 15 pages of script written. 
And at the flip side, like she's definitely been really good about teaching me to be more organized with stuff because like I'm I'm fairly serious with like the stuff I work on. But at the same time, I'm sort of like, like, what am I going to do with all these piles of things? She's like, well, you could organize them. Right. And so you're learning from each other. Yes. And absolutely. I think that the, the thing that I've, uh, I value most about our relationship is that we have very complementary skill sets. Yes. That then we in the middle sort of meet on that we have a similar sense of, of humor and like, like for example, right now we are in the salad days of, of our relationship every year because we're both obsessed with Halloween. Yeah. So October tends to be just our month-long <laughs> bacchanalia of terrifying things. We've already done a couple of the theme parks. We're going to Not Scary Farm in two days for that. Like, And so that's this is definitely like our most like, all right, October's always kind of fun because this is just all the recreation stuff. There's skeletons right. everywhere. Like, let's go do this. <laughs> okay. Well, speaking of, I'm, this is going to go off topic for one second, but there's a video on YouTube or a night. Well, maybe it's on YouTube. YouTube, but I saw it on Facebook. You have to see if you haven't seen it and you're into scary things. There's a woman from like um, Ireland Mm -hmm. who posted like a video from her apartment where there's like a poltergeist. Yeah. Did you see that? No, I'm super down for this. Holy, it's crazy. So she's, uh, she lives in like this little like cottage and um, her music's playing and basically shit is just getting thrown all over her kitchen. Um, So just, uh, I, maybe you can like Irish lady poltergeist. Yeah, right. do like Irish poltergeist. Uh, something Irish poltergeist. Yeah, and it's funny or it's crazy. No, it's scary as shit. And I actually found it on Hello Giggles, so you'll probably. Oh, right on. Oh yeah, okay. you'll find it on there if if you can't find it on like YouTube or something. But it is really scary. And there's two videos and and um, so like the light swings and then a broom like th- throws and it doesn't look fake at all. I mean, who knows? But then a cupboard just. Blam, like slams open and then another one slams open and then a bowl just goes boom across the counter and then a bucket slides across the yep, floor. It sounds like the jam. Holy balls. So anyway, <laughs> check it if that's what you're into. But anyway, continue How did on you the guys relationship. Meet? You know what's only scarier than the ghost shit <laughs> is relationships. Yeah, exactly. Good transition. It's why we're never afraid of stuff. Like, oh, no horror they show us. <laughs> right. It's going to be more intense than what we do exactly. to each other. Exactly. <laughs> uh, we met, we both uh, interned at uh, the Nerd Melt uh, uh, theater uh, okay. at Meltdown Comics. I don't know if you guys You're are really into being with that. nerdy. It's a it's a terrible world. <laughs> but uh, I was one of the the earliest hires there when they opened the theater at the back of that comic book store. And then you came in what like a year in maybe, maybe? like a year later because I first saw you uh, doing stand up on the Meltdown show. Oh, okay. That yeah, was yeah. the first time I ever saw you. And then I met you maybe like two days later at like a party. Yeah. And you were super awkward and weird around me. <laughs> I had a girlfriend at the time. Okay. And then uh, from there it just kind of was a weird. She she was the she were I run the open mic at, at Nerd Melt and she uh, was was the intern for there for a while so we became kind of buddies there uh, and then were you interested in her very much so but I had a girlfriend so was was just one of those right. weird things where were you just, interested in him uh, no, no. no. I, I always I've always felt like a weird. Um, like attraction to Kyle and I don't know why I don't know why we were pretty good friends <laughs> like despite my crush on her like we were pretty close friends I like, just always feel like drawn to you for some reason like I've always even when I've disliked you or whatever I've just always still felt like compelled towards you I don't know what I'm what drawn that to is. things that I did don't you know like. he had a crush don't on like, you or yeah. don't like me actually <laughs> did you know that he liked you um or that he had a crush on you Probably because you were pretty flirty. Like, do you want to tell yeah. them the coke? Story? But I'm like real flirty with everybody. Yeah, that's too, true. Kyle has no uh, boundaries. physical boundaries it's, whatsoever. Um, it's real, it's real problem. <laughs> but uh, <laughs> oh yeah, we uh, J- Justin Willman, the magician, will run like at my open mic his tricks when he's working on them, and he had one with a soda can where he was able to like pour it and then it like stopped pouring into the thing. I think thought I had it figured out, <laughs> and I tried to do it 
over Natalie's head and oh, did no. not have it and just dumped Coke Zero all over her. <laughs> what? It was a real classic early At least moment. it was zero calories. Yeah, yeah. yeah. exactly. True. Interesting. Wait, so, then, so then what was the transition? So when did so you break up with your girlfriend? I How did you decide to be together? broke up with my girlfriend, and we at that point had been writing for a series that we had done for the Nerdist YouTube channel, a show called Nerd Turns, that I had uh, created. And then Natalie came on as a writer and an actress in the second season of. And so we were on the writing staff at all these meetings. And it, the second season was a pretty terrible experience <laughs> because of some of the people working on the show there was just a lot of like behind the scenes drama that was super unpleasant and it her and i had spent a lot of time just bitching and moaning about the show after production meetings or after People, shoot you dates connect and over bitching and moaning yeah. yeah for sure yeah and our sort of first pseudo date was after maybe the worst shoot of the whole run we had like gone out to denny's just kind of to complain and then sort of like things got kind of real well it started we went on a walk around the neighborhood That's which right. ended up like a two-hour talk and then we went to denny's and then i got mad at you at some point oh yes and then um and then we just kind of i don't know ended from up there. making out in my car until really four in the morning yeah <laughs> Wait, so so you were attracted to him at that point? Yeah, yeah. Okay, so you were into him. And then did you let him know? Or how did it become I, a well, make Well, I mean, out? we made out, so I feel like that was a pretty was, clear... It was break. a pretty solid <laughs> Yeah, okay. It was it was one of those things like like where it was, at that point we had started, like after I'd gotten single, I'd started sort of texting her, not flirty, but more just like just real intense. Like Natalie's a real intense human I'm being. very, very intense. And so we just would have these like long text exchange about like life stuff. And it sort of just got more and more that like I would look forward to because it was usually like late at night because we're both very late night people. Yeah. So like when I was like finishing up like from shows or stuff like that, it was like, oh, I'm excited. Like I finished my set. I'm going to start texting Natalie. So we had been kind of back and forth you know chatting more and more and so then by the time we were like that it all just sort of like fell into place and how long have you been dating for uh two and a half years yeah two and a half years and it was it was i would say super serious from jump like yeah, i don't was, really you already around. friends yeah yeah and i don't mess around with like should we see other people like no we were just like okay we're dating and now we're gonna embark on a super intense working in so it was just <laughs> locked down. and then it was a secret for a while and that was super hot because <laughs> Like, oh, yeah. we had large sections of friends and coworkers and people working on this project with us who didn't know or like liked her but didn't like me or liked me and didn't like her. We're both very polarizing people. Right. <laughs> and so it had to be a secret for probably a month. Like two during, seconds. During, it wasn't that long. It was a couple of weeks. Yeah, yeah have enemies. That's the way to turn up the heat. Oh, right. yeah. Well, and like we'd, we'd be shooting and we'd have to sort of be like, oh, I don't know. I got to go over here and work on stuff. And then like, or we'd go to like events at the theater and like not hang out and then meet up afterwards rendezvous style and oh all the best that sounds awesome so, so what hot. what is the, the main thing that you've learned after two and a half years of being with each other communication communication what is, what and honesty mean? yeah what do those things mean Ooh. give me an example because can, can tons of people think that they, tons of people think that they actually communicate, but mm-hmm. in most relationships, they're not communicating about anything substantial that actually helps the relationship. So if you, figure, I would agree with that. Yeah. yeah. So what what does it mean to you? Um, for my biggest, for a while, uh, Kyle has a, a, or I don't think yours bad anymore, but you used to have like a hard, difficult time with like confrontation. Yeah. So if I was doing something that actively pissed you off. I would find out about it two months later when you exploded a grocery store because I want to get organic eggs. Right. <laughs> and I'm just like, wait, what, this isn't about the organic eggs, is it? Because I can get the regular eggs. But um, but he's gotten better about, um, you know, I think you you fear that I was going to like break up with you or be insensitive. And, yeah, uh... and I'm not the most nurturing partner, so I can understand why, where that came from. But I think Kyle's gotten better about if I do something to upset him. I used to be real afraid of her. 
Like, she's not always uh, she's and again she's come a long way but she's not always the warmest person right or and she doesn't react the most positively to to uh deviations in the plan <laughs> so there was a period of time before i got more comfortable where i was just like oh, i'm real afraid to bring this up so i'm just gonna gonna push all these feelings down yeah right and yeah. so what do you do now instead now we are really good at sort of like in that moment like trying to say what we're feeling you know whether, give me an example um what's uh in a non-confrontational yeah what's way? a good one that we've had recently because they come up all the time uh, oh like Monday, we mm-hmm. just did an episode of our podcast that ran super long. Like we're doing our, our Halloween programming run right now. And we did it. <laughs> so, of course, it's going to go long. Yeah, right, so we, exactly. did, we did a three hour oral history of horror films uh, with two of our friends who are both professional makeup and special effects people. And I, I felt bad because it was was it's a really great episode. But at the same time, like it was midnight by the time we were finished with everything and Natalie still has to run home and like put everything together right. for the put thing. Put up the episode and then go to work the next day. And, and so, so it was, so like, it was yeah. trying to, as we were walking back, just trying to communicate making sure like no one's mad, like no one's bitter. Like I'm like, I was trying to end it as quickly as possible, but I didn't want to like just cut the episode short because I felt like that's not fair to the listener, you know, but at the same time, I just know I was trying to be like aware of your feelings and knowing and appreciating what you have to do. So it's just more like expressing that stuff I found was helpful instead of her going like that son of a bitch ran everything along and me going like ah but we didn't want to sell it out like just keeping dialogue open about it we've gotten better at fighting if that makes sense it's weird we have we genuinely have gotten better at fighting okay well can you you show me what it is that you do I want I want the listeners (laughs) to actually hear an example because a lot of people (laughs) don't really know how to do this so I I can hear everything that you're saying that you're doing you're appreciating and then you're stating how you think or feel about something I think the the keys we found are it is not accusing the other person of what we've built up in our brain that they're doing, right? but saying how we feel and how what this other person is doing is affecting us and what it's doing to us emotionally and then asking if they understand that and then seeing their perspective on it to see. Because so much, I feel like, of things is one of us not understanding where the other one is coming from. Absolutely. I would say that that is the major breakdown for most relationships because you have a world of experiences in your brain, right? So certain things mean certain things to you. Certain things mean certain things to you. So you can be having a open and honest communication but coming from totally different places and yeah. therefore that conversation you're going to walk away with one interpretation and you're going to walk away with a different interpretation I feel so like I've, my most obnoxious catchphrase is does that make sense yeah it's oh not- my god I say that my too boyfriend does that make sense that all the time does that make sense does that make sense it's so condescending to me the way my boyfriend says it yes I'm not a retard. I'm not an idiot. Yeah. Sorry. But See, I'm I just not. assume that yes, I'm an incoherent mess. And so I'm yeah. like, does the words I'm saying make sense? Yeah. And I mean, I'll say that if they don't. I'll be asked, like, no. no, can you please clarify on that? I want to understand where you're coming from. Yeah. Do you ever get really emotional or frustrated when he does bring up things like that to you? Um, Only when... Uh, since I feel like since he used to be not saying anything at all, I now feel like now that we've unlocked the floodgates where he feels free that to confront yeah, me, everything. it gets a little like like pew, like crazy all at once. I'm like, whoa, let's bring it back a little bit. But uh, but in general, I mean, I I feel like I get I don't hold on to stuff. Like I kind of just feel it and then I'm over it. So I tend to just kind of work through it and then I don't really think about it again. <laughs> I don't think about it afterwards. And what, what about the way that Kyle responded? So if you ever have an issue, is he looking at you and he's open and he's ready to hear what you have to say or is yes. he guarded and defensive? Uh, I would say he's mo- mostly clear and open and, and handles it in a very mature, honest and uh, nurturing and 
uh, empathetic way, which I'm not as good at doing. Right. I feel like have, I'm much better at taking criticism. Yes, right. Have you, ever, have you ever had boyfriends in the past who maybe were not as open to hearing those things? For sure. Yeah. And how did that make oh, you feel? Oh, I have feel? a great example. Uh, I was telling you about this the other oh, yeah. day. I went out with this guy who was just like, just the worst human alive. <laughs> like I went over to, uh, to his house and he's like, hey, I've got something I want you to read. And I'm like, okay. He's like, that uh, went over to his computer and he's like, no, sit on my lap. And I'm like, okay. So I sat on his lap and he made me read his like pilot about cops. Like <laughs> on while sitting his lap? on his laptop. Yeah. While sitting on his lap and I had to read that off his computer. And then, um, and he's like, hey, okay, tell me what you think. And, and I think he just wanted me to be like, oh, this is great. You're a genius. I want to blow you. And I'm yeah, just exactly. like, well, I have some thoughts. And then uh, I just kind of laid into then, it. And yeah. then he just got like, he lost his bone. Lost, yeah. And yeah. he got mad and was just like, what's wrong with you? And whatever. What do you mean I'm not a genius? <laughs> so how does that, as a woman, how does that make you feel? And I want, I want Kristen to chime in on this as well. Because I think this is really important information. Because I, I know for me that with my husband, if I do come to him, and in my mind, exactly, like still we're having from our own interpretations, but in my mind, if I'm coming very calmly and rationally and I'm thinking I am just stating clear information to you uh, in a way that we can, so that we can communicate and work on a relationship, and if I catch him potentially at a very stressful time, he may react poorly and defensively and instantly I'm turned off by him mm-hmm. for five days. Like I don't let oh, go really? of things like you do. Like I'm, I'm just like okay. Now our connection. Five goes, days. I got good five years. Yeah, exactly. oh, <laughs> I know how to hold on to shit. Exactly. Oh my god. But so I, I want to hear about this because I think it's really important information for the people who are listening. I'm not saying that you have to be perfect all the time and like be able to respond properly. But I want, I want to hear from your point of view, like what it does to you as a woman and and how it could be helped if you were, if some guy were to react that way, how could he? correct that situation with you like react in a negative way yeah like saying- exactly what you what you what you were just saying about like mm-hmm. that guy who's like oh what are you talking about you're an idiot like, yeah like let's say let's say you were talking to a boyfriend or some guy that you were dating and you said something from your point of view that was just being honest or real or communicative and he did react that way what, yeah. How how would that make you feel? Oh, I, I have a smell all the time. Right. <laughs> I'm in a relationship. It's all horrible. It's like it's a it's something that I've I've struggled in with my relationship for a really long time, um, because I think every time I say something, I feel like I'm coming from a, just a chill place. I'm just you know, for example, issue that I have um, in my relationship is like I like to not have dishes in the sink. We have a dishwasher and. The dishwasher will be empty, and so that's where dirty dishes will go. Yeah. And every time, a dirty dish will be in the sink. And it's like, I just am calmly saying, like, oh, hey, can you just put your... (laughs) I don't know how more calmly I can say it. Like, I literally could come with, like... like, uh, Roses. Roses and rainbows and be like, could you put your glass in the dishwasher? Right. And a second girl to have a like, with. He'd be like, stop harassing me. And so, I mean, I go through this all the time and then I get pissed and freaked because I'm like, I'm asking so nicely. So, I mean, it happens all the time and it literally is a relationship killer. Is it something but what that does we it make you think with? about him? Uh, that, he's a, that he's a dude. Like, he's just like a dude who thinks I'm a woman like who's his mom mm-hmm. and that I'm a nag 
And it's like, no, I'm just trying to live in a functional household. That's all. I'm just trying to keep a really nice environment. I'm not trying to be a nag at all. I'm literally trying to live in a nice environment. The end. It doesn't have a deeper meaning. I'm not annoying. I'm not a witch. I'm not anything horrible. Right. But that's all these perspectives that's he what puts you're hearing. on me. Gotcha. Right. That's what I'm hearing. But that's all his stuff. That has nothing to do with you. You know what I mean? But I mean, it obviously does affect you. But they're in a you. relationship. Yeah. Right. And then, but the problem is, it's like, he does he won't listen he won't say okay i'll just put it in the dishwasher is that what you want him to say like would there be a better way for him to respond for him to go oh yeah sure makes sense and just put it in the dishwasher next time would you like him more if he did that yes my sex drive would go up our fun at home would go up everything would go but he doesn't get that and then he's like why are why are you hanging out in the bedroom by yourself because you irritate the fuck the out of me. Yeah. And yeah. like, but, <laughs> it, but when I try to tell you, do you, you feel disrespected you when like those I'm, things happen? Uh, yeah. Yeah. Or it seems like you feel like you're not being heard. Yeah. I'm not being heard and I'm being labeled and misunderstood. Right. And, and it's like, you know, and then I can't communicate anymore because it's like, we're already fighting. And so then I'll shut down because it's like, all right, forget it. I don't want to talk or deal with this. Yeah. Let's well, forget Kyle, it. What do, you, what do you think about this? Adios. Uh, first of all, I love doing the dishes. Yeah, we're oh, luckily God. we're on the same page with the dishes. <laughs> yeah, we are. Uh, and Natalie, uh, her roommates tend to leave the sink, lots of dishes in there, and it secretly drives both of us insane. But and there are times where anything. we've given up and just washed a bunch of dishes together, and that's part of our date. Right. Um, uh, yeah, I definitely think that... that uh, can I interject something oh, really please. quickly? Yeah. I feel kind of bad because I feel like uh, based on like the sort of uh, roles we're establishing, I feel like I'm more You're the, the dude, dude in the relationship. I was the same thing. I'm like, oh, I'm a pretty lady finally. <laughs> yeah. I feel like Kyle tends to be the more, uh, have more feminine traits. Well, we have that too where I, I'm kind of like you, mm-hmm. I think in the sense where like I'm not super warm and like nurturing and mm-hmm. stuff at all. So I think he already my boyfriend has like some bitterness toward me because of that and so then he's he thinks i'm not consistent it's like oh you want to be like the woman where you're like concerned about dishes and cleanliness but yet you're not like loving and nurturing in those warmth senses so it's like i think he gets like these kind of miscommunicationy things Hmm. well what would be the the advice that you'd give to to guys and even women who are listening as well it's it's mainly guys who are listening what I've thought a gajillion times is like I need a gay partner (laughs) who loves like clean spaces and shopping and then we can just like sit and like make fun of people together and like just (laughs) skip into the future together (laughs) no sex just fun and picking on people it would be great but what do you guys think? Like, so because you say that you have like rocked communication. So, what do you hear from that? And what advice could you give to the guys that are listening? Um, I mean, I think like the core of it has to come down to at the end of the day, like a mutual respect for the other person at the core of a relationship. I think that. Yeah, I've never understood that. Like people who have a relationship where it's just like, ugh, the nag. Like, like it's one of those things. Like we're both people, and we're both not perfect, and so we're just. I think having a lot of patience for trusting that the other person is not malicious and that we are, in fact, doing the best we can and that sometimes you're at your best and sometimes you're at your worst Mm -hmm. and trying to balance that out. And I think that, you know, sort of trying to show your partner that you are trying and you are listening and it might not be exactly what they want yet. But it's getting to where it needs to be. I think that like our biggest growing pains, maybe a year, a year and a half in, 
was really establishing like I am not secretly trying to fuck you over. Right. Yeah, we yeah. both tend to have like weird. We're very paranoia. paranoid people. Yeah, and so yeah. it's can, weird. Can, I feel like yeah. there's very few gender norms in our relationship, and it instead feels like sometimes we're both competitive in some weird corporate environment where we're afraid the other person's gonna fuck them over. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. We're, we're, I would say yeah. most people are like that, and that's like some of the, the the greatest advice that I give to most of the people that I work with who are having struggles in their relationships is that I say, you know that they're not out to get you, right? Like that's not the incentive here. The incentive is for them to feel loved, be loved, be understood, and then also have a great relationship with you and make you happy. Yeah, that's we, what everybody's striving for. We not remind to... each other we're on the same team a lot. Like, you know, we're like all the time the to me. Yeah. yeah. I think that us working together actually helped us a lot because we're both so work focused, which is yeah. kind of sad that we can't just be people yeah, at the end yeah. of the day. Well, we're both but there's nothing wrong but, because like, if that's what excites you. I, and I think that's yeah. what it is. Like we're both super work focused. Yeah. And so we had to at a certain point, like realize that like, hey, we should double down since we're both running in this direction anyways. What if we combined forces? And we just yeah. work well together. Like I just feel really comfortable working with Kyle because I think we do, we talked about earlier, just we balance each other it's so well. It's scary how crazy. complimentary our skill sets are. Yeah, because he does everything I hate. Yin and yours is yes. Yes, yeah. exactly. Like That's he's good. great at working with people. I hate that. I hate directing. <laughs> I hate people. He's better at yeah. directing. I'm good at like ske- doing schedules. You're the and best saying. producer I've ever worked with. <laughs> like you get shit done. Like yeah. you I get tried the, it, yeah. the schedule there the people are called it's all ready to go um she has such a great eye for like aesthetic stuff that sometimes like she we had a piece where we built a paper mache watermelon costume for a thing and that's something i could never <laughs> even fathom doing and she just like whipped it out i'm like that's insane yeah. so it's just so would you say it's good to look for opposites in a relationship where yeah but we are very yeah. similar but the yeah. similar, similar but values opposite uh, skill skills. sets skills. Yeah. For sure. i would agree with that yeah. yeah because then you get to do the jobs that you're good at and you don't end up stuck doing stuff you don't do and well then the other person, the person do, yeah. does do well right? yeah it's like i don't want to do this why can't you do this i, yeah. I, I totally Totally hear you. And I definitely think like it is important in a relationship, A, to have the same goals. And we really do have the same goals. Like we're definitely in this in a crazy murder suicide pact at this point where we're heading in this direction trying to get this stuff yeah, done. There's no escape hatch. We're pretty we're, much oh, now you're tied. It's no good. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> And then, yeah, it's worse than like having a child. Like you are tied in everything. That yeah, you do. if we yeah. severed that, I don't know. Oh, we'd, be, we'd both be so fucked. Oh, I'm sorry. I didn't <laughs> no, know. you oh, yeah. Yeah. And then on top of that, I think having a sense of humor is the thing that solves everything. Yeah. Like the fact that Natalie makes me laugh harder than just about anybody, and not even like oh she's got killer one liners, but just like who she is makes me giggle. Like, yeah. Stuff yeah. she does is so endearing to me, just because it's so funny. That's great. That's wonderful. Yeah. All right, we're gonna take a little break, and then we are going to uh, do some overanalyze this because I want you guys to answer some questions from our okay. listeners. Sounds good. <laughs> Want advice and step-by-step instructions on how to get the girl sent right into your mailbox every single day? Then sign up for your free Wing Girl Method newsletter at winggirlmethod.com slash advice. When you sign up, you'll also get a free copy of my best-selling book, 10 Devastating Mistakes Men Make with Women and How to Avoid Them. Go to winggirlmethod.com slash advice and sign up now. Want to know the hidden meaning behind what women say and do? Then check out the Chictionary. It's the Wing Girl Methods manual that gives you a full rundown of all the things women say that confuse men, written in dictionary format. Go get a copy of the Chictionary by going to winggirlmethod.com slash chick. That's winggirlmethod.com slash chick. 
All right, hey guys, we're back. Um, so what are we doing? Are we going to talk about stuff still, or are we going to go straight to analyze this? I want to go to, to overanalyze this, because okay. I think like a lot of the questions that I was thinking about for today are going to be covered in here. So overanalyze this. Basically, we overanalyze everything. Right. So don't feel like you have to answer everything really quickly. I want you to really think about the answers. Okay. But if people who are listening want to write in to overanalyze this, write into ask at askwomenpodcast.com, and hopefully we will get to read your question on the air. So here is a question that we got from David. Should you text an ex on their birthday? And if you do, how can you use that text to reignite a conversation with them and potentially get them back? My answer is no to all of that. Yeah. <laughs> no, don't get them back. No, don't text your ex. Underanalyze us. I feel yeah. like Kyle might and not. Next question. I'm just a nice guy. Uh, 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 I mean, I think it depends. Like, who did the breaking up there? That right. seems like factor A. I think uh, how around that person are you now? Like, do you really want to wreck their birthday by being a real creep? Right. If it's something <laughs> where you point. haven't talked to them. But if you guys are kind of cool, but you haven't chatted much, it seems like, you know, that's sort of a, as long as you don't put anything besides like, hey, happy birthday. Like. Right. That's it. Just like. Yeah. But then, but like, if, like. If if, for, I mean, if you're trying to win them back. Right. Uh, I'm trying to think. If you're trying to win them back, really the best thing is to be just, hey, happy birthday. Yeah. No creeper. I feel like, like yeah, throw the ball in their yeah. court. They know that you existed. And you didn't push it. You didn't make them uncomfortable. You didn't. You can do like some sort of sarcastic, like little inside joke that you guys had. Like, I hope this one's well. better than the last one when I <laughs> right. ruined it for you. Right, yeah. exactly. When I got drunk. When and I threw shot all of that heroin mother. in your living room. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> By the way, I'm still on heroin. <laughs> Let's date again. Yeah. I, I would say that if it is an ex and they did break up with you and they've said like, listen, we were breaking up because there's no chemistry. I don't feel anything for you anymore. Um, leave it alone. Uh, uh, yes, away. leave it alone. But if you really feel the urge to reach out and you... <laughs> You don't have a hope for something more than I would say to send a happy birthday text, but later in the day, not like first thing yeah. in the morning because you've been thinking about it. It's marked down on your calendar that it's their birthday. Ruin it at the end. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. But you can just say happy birthday. But I would say don't expect anything back. For it, sure. It, yeah. But if they did want to use that, like let's say the person writes back, thanks. Like, is there a follow-up text? No. I think you wait. I don't and think see you do they... that on the birthday. That's a selfish move. Yeah. I think if a few days later, like, hey, hope you had a good birthday. Just was thinking of you. Duh, duh, duh. Like, quick. Like, that would be the way to go. But I also think, move on. Go yeah. find someone else. I think so. I totally agree with I, you. Life is, is better if you just keep, don't look back. Yeah. I agree with yeah. you. Totally. Okay. Totes. Uh, hello, ladies and guests. I recently had gastric bypass surgery and had been planning it uh, for over a year. Over the next year, I will lose a lot of weight. How would you react if someone you were dating told you they had this done? How should I handle it? There have been some studies that indicate when uh, someone loses a lot of weight, people view them as X fat. I can't exactly hide it for very long. I have a large scar. I can't eat very much and can't drink too much alcohol. Thanks. Love the show. P.S. Kristen, I love that you enjoy my tweets. Dave. Wait, how long I has love, this person been dating the I other? I enjoy his tweets. He hasn't mm, been yeah. dating anybody, so he's just saying, like, how would he tweet, handle so it? So I don't know oh, if this, okay. <laughs> to check if this guy is inflating his own ego here. I, I guess I just don't see why you wouldn't just be honest about it. I like it. the idea that they just tweet at you, like, how nice you look today and that you're really right. smart and people and should buy your it. album. Like, and you're <laughs> yeah. like, this guy's great. Yeah. <laughs> you're yeah. half a bottle of wine in. I'm a fave star. Of course I'm going to retweet that. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Awesome, Dave. Sorry. <laughs> Sorry. Oh, I was just saying, I just don't see why you would hide that or not be honest about it because it's going to come up eventually. And I feel like that's a huge part of you. So I don't know why you would conceal that. 
Yeah. We're not bringing it up as soon as possible. I say you start by saying you're a werewolf. And then when they're <laughs> horrified about that, go, just kidding. I used to be really fat. Yeah. yeah. And they're like, well, after the fear of the werewolf went away, now I'm happy about this. I think that's actually a really good tactic. Or you how, scare them even how worse soon? AIDS. Oh, no. <laughs> I've AIDS, JK. Used to be fat. I'm used just fat. fat. That's it. But I feel like, I don't know, like gastric bypass is, is fascinating with it. But it's also like, I feel like most people who shed a lot of weight are then like, hey, I'm really happy and I feel yeah. really healthy. Yeah. So like, just be like, yeah, I did that because I lived a life. And if you can't deal with that, we probably shouldn't be friends. Right. But like, the thing is that he's also doing something positive. If he looks at yeah. it in a positive yeah. way rather than, okay, somebody's going to see my scars. Somebody's going to know that I was fat or that I am fat and I'm losing weight. They're going to be judgmental of the fact that I can't eat that much. Let me throw out much. from a sexist point of view, as a dude, like, have a scar. Like, yeah. it adds a little bit of mystery. Like, no one's ever said, like, oh, that single scarred man is pretty awful. Yeah. Like, I can't what go a out deal with breaker. Again. Like, yeah, and the scar's not going to be, like, across your forehead. Yeah. You know, it's not like it's in he the He wasn't caught in a, like, grease fire. Day. Like, he's still right. probably a pretty attractive person who on the up and up yeah right. well how right. would you say to bring it up on a date do you bring it up on the first date oh, do you how do you heavens bring it up? no like what, what are your thoughts on this um like let's say he's like oh i can only eat like four bites and then i have to spit it out i would say be honest i don't know i just maybe i'm yeah. i don't know maybe that's why i haven't been in a lot of long-term relations but i just feel like you should be honest from the jump but i yeah. know i can see why that's not the best strategy to put all your cards on the table but i just feel like it saves everyone so much yeah. time and if the person's going to be real weird about that like out the gate i feel like maybe they're probably not the person you should be dating I, in the first place but i don't see i mean i can see why health issues might be scary for people to get involved in but i don't see why gastric bypasser I don't know would either. be that big of a scary thing for somebody to get involved in because again especially it's not if like, you're fat and you're like I'm, I've got well, him this done you're like oh well you this can't will be better catch for you. gastric bypass surgery so right. it's not like it's gonna end up on you so it only seems like a positive and it thing segues into you getting to talk about blues traveler exactly <laughs> look what you know he's the positive that was, was only for you now. that was only for you <laughs> but no, I love yeah. the harmonica I also like I don't know if that's date one material because like I've definitely been way too upfront on dates before and they've gone horribly awry. But I feel like it's like date three or four when you're getting into like those cute, deep, like, oh, what do you think about this deep thing? But we're mostly staring into each other's eyes. But also yeah. let's confess some stuff. Yeah. And but that's I think a pretty safe confession. But I think if you do bring it up on the first date, you do it in like a playful manner. You could say like the next time you see me, I'm going to be like way skinnier. You and might it's not, not recognize I have me. AIDS. Right. 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 <laughs> I won't have lesions. I'll have just really <laughs> legions I, of fans yeah. because I lost be weight. Thin and... Well, you the reason bring... that a lot of people don't bring up things on mm-hmm. the very first date that are semi-serious is because like think about when you meet a person, right? Like every time you meet them and you get to know something more about them and potentially you like them more. So you have more of an understanding of who they are to weigh against something that could potentially could be naked, naked, negative in your eyes. Mm-hmm. So if on the first date, like the first thing that the guy says when he sits down is, oh my God, I have X, Y, Z. I have herpes. Or, you know, that you, all you know is he has a nice smile. You were attracted to him and he has herpes. Herpes is a huge thing. So if you were to weigh it out, you're like, eh, okay, well, he has herpes. I'm not going to be with him. Mm-hmm. But the longer or the more time that you have to get to know somebody, you're like, oh, well, he's like this awesome guy that I really enjoy who also has herpes. He's, and then you you weigh it out a little bit more, mm-hmm. depending on how how like big of a no no whatever that thing is it's for good that to person. Humanize yourself out the gate. Yeah, and I I don't think there's anything wrong with sharing information about something positive that you're doing. And I actually think bypass surgery is a positive. Yeah, thing. for sure. Yeah. So I think it's fine as long as you frame it the right way. And also, you know, don't just dive right into it to get it off your chest. Um, but also get maybe to know each other. there's bound to be 
dating things out there with people who also had bypass surgery. And then you guys can sort of like, you got a bonding point. Yeah, for sure. And you're operating on the same kind of diet thing. Right. You could share a dish. Exactly. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> okay. Next question. Dear Kristen, Marnie, uh, sound guy and guests. Andrew. Woo-woo. Shout out. <laughs> Shout out to you. Oh, God. I have to move all this stuff so I can read He's this. resident mute. Um, I'm into a girl whose father is dying of cancer. Oh, She and I have only been on kill. two dates, and we kissed on the second. We also chat a lot on WhatsApp. I do not want to run on WhatsApp? A... WhatsApp. The it's a, application. It's a chat app. Oh, okay. Chat. I didn't know about that. I do not. Yeah, it's on your iPhone. Um, I do not want to run away because of the baggage. It's not like she had any control over it. We haven't had a date in a while because her dad has gotten really bad as of late. What would you guys and uh, what would your advice uh, be for me? Thanks, Cam. Dr. Warman Fuzzy. <laughs> I, you have to answer this one first. I'm still thinking. <laughs> what are your guys' thoughts on this? My w- thoughts are that the, this is her main priority right now. That's where yeah. she's going to be focused. Y- yeah, you for can. Sure. I would say keep her let as- her know you'll be there. You won't annoy her for dates and like you know let her know if she needs a distraction yeah. or someone to talk to. You're all there. You're all ears if she needs anything. But let her be. Let her do her thing right now. And that's it. Yeah. No, I don't make you the focus because you're for sure not the focus. Yeah. You're not the priority. Number one. This is this to me is your chance to be seen as a, a good guy. Yeah. You know, who's around, who's helpful, who can do what you need, but also play it cool and be. Yeah. Like, don't take it personally yeah. if she doesn't contact you for yes, a while. Yes, for sure. Yeah. Would you suggest that he dates other girls in the meantime, or does he, I think you know, it depends wait on around? how into the person you are. Okay. I would say if he's into her and he wants to be supportive, I would say no. Yeah, agreed. Yeah, because, I mean, that'd be kind of shitty if she kind of thought they were, you know, she liked him and then all of a sudden she found Yeah, I feel like you kind of got to be all in or all time. out with yeah. someone like that. During yeah. the sensitive time, he was off, like, doing it with other chicks. You know, it'd be a little bit weird, so I would play it a little just slow. For yeah. the time being, in how his long own life until he until he's a goner? Until he's like how how long do you wait? Like for example, if you don't hear from her for two weeks, is that acceptable? And does he after two weeks does he like check in with her? Or does I would he... say check in. Yeah. I would say check in weekly at least. Yeah, I don't know. Yeah, just Once how week, you just, hold hey, up. Yeah. I, yeah, but so like, let's say it goes three weeks and she doesn't want to see him, but like nothing, you know, not one. If she's responding back, if she's not responding to your text of saying, "Hey, I'm there for you," move let, it on. let yeah, her go. Move on. She's she's not interested. Yeah. If she's responding saying, "Thank you, I appreciate it. Thank you, thank you, whatever." Yeah, stay stay around, hover around, and, and but what about like lack of being able to see each other? Like yeah, that, that still ha- still hang on. You in the world of text messaging, yeah, for that's sure. not right. that that hard. But so, are you saying that there would be more from the texts? back from her because yeah. if she were just to say thanks for checking in for me that's a polite thing that you say back not an indication that oh I want to continue seeing you so what what nah, should... I feel like at that point like if somebody's dying and, and, and she's writing back and you're taking the time to write that back that's you saying she's hold on thanks still. I appreciate it really yeah. I, it's I think so, so much yeah. easier to just blow off that because you're like oh this is the least important thing happening right, right now right yeah you're nobody to me like stop contacting yeah. me yeah I, I would say like thanks for texting I, I wouldn't say that's a clear indicator that I like the idea that you end all your texts like that. What? <laughs> thanks, for thanks for texting. Thanks for texting. <laughs> no, but like I wouldn't say that it's a I I would still like to see something more from her in order to tell him to keep waiting because I I don't want him to shut himself off for five months for this girl. Who well, just I mean that that would be extreme. Yeah. That if would you be hear, extreme. I feel like if you hear very little over that, like yeah, that's insane. But like yeah. I feel like if it's like. A week and you've only heard like, or two weeks and you've only heard like one thing. 
but it's like a decent response. Like, yeah. oh, I've been busy. That's otherwise like, yeah, keep an eye out. Be a friend, yeah. like first and foremost, but also don't like build your whole life around this stuff. Yeah, no, I think that's good advice. Okay, dear Marnie and Kristen and guests, I'm a 30-year-old Australian living in Toronto, Canada for the past five-ish years. And Thursdays are my favorite days because of your podcast. The scenario, I matched with a girl of similar age on Tinder and we hit it off pretty quickly, exchanging numbers within a few minutes. It took a couple of weeks to organize a first date that suited both our busy schedules, but eventually settled on the Sunday of the September long weekend. By the time Sunday came around, it was so hot and we were both coming off such long weeks, we decided on a beer downtown. King and Bathurst area, Marnie, as you may know it. I do know it. Um, I'm from Toronto. Ah. This quickly became the best first date I've ever been on without even a second of awkward, quiet time and how about the weather conversation. We went to two different swanky bars over the course of about two hours. At some point at the first bar, she felt comfortable enough to put her hand on my knee as we sat talking. And at the second second bar she instigated what was a fantastic first kiss when, when the second bar called last drinks she asked what was next and i mentioned a friend was having a party around the corner at his house but that i didn't think it would be a great idea to take her there on a first date she insisted we go and made out a bit more waiting for a cab when we got to the party i was fortunate that some of my more charming less snarky friends were there <laughs> and she slipped straight into conversation with them after an hour or so about 1 a.m she said she was tired and wanted to go home i asked if i could walk her home and she said not on the first date so i ordered ordered an Uber for her and waited until she got picked up. She texted when she got home to let me know she was safe. The aftermath. I texted her around lunchtime the next day to say I had a great time, etc. I didn't think anything strange when she didn't respond for about nine hours despite reading the text straight away. Um, gotta love WhatsApp. Oh, she must so, have it. Oh, everybody's what's doing WhatsApp? I don't know what this is either. I so. don't, yeah. I'll show it to you on my phone. Um, so I held off texting on Tuesday to give her space and then asked her on, I wonder if this is connected to the father dying question, um, then asked her on Wednesday if she'd liked date number two on Friday night. No response. On Friday afternoon, she texted to say she had a great time but didn't see it going any further romantically. I said, thanks for the up, for being upfront. I'm disappointed but understand. A few more texts of good luck happened between us and I've left it at that. The thing is, I don't understand. I know I shouldn't get too attached to a first date but this seemed like a genuine mutual hitting it off uh, hitting it off. My question is, given some time, would it be good, bad, or outrageously stupid idea to c- contact her again in a few weeks to test the waters and see if she'd be up for trying it again? How st- I love it that you're shaking your head. I'm shaking yeah. my head too. How strong-willed are the minds of women when it comes to writing off a potential romantic connection? Love the show. Can't wait to hear some advice. Chris from Toronto. For sure, don't talk to her again. Move and, on, bro. And, it's, and, and her rejection of you has nothing to do with you. It's yeah. her, whatever she is going on, it's her stuff. It has nothing to do with you. And it's there's, not some, worth there's some people it. who you can have a really fun night with, you can have a blast, and then you, you just don't feel that extra level. Yeah, with yeah for sure. 100%. So I, I, would, I completely yeah. agree no, with you guys. Don't, I don't, don't there's do no it. point. No, if you happen to run into her, I'm sure you'll see each other in some And it'll places. be awkward she, in that, hey, how's it going? Is it okay for me to be angry with her? I feel angry with her because she like let him on a little bit. She for instigated sure. yeah, for the sure. kiss, asked what's next, had, you know, that pre Uber makeout part. But this yeah. is interesting. You see that as leading on. Yeah. I mean, I do because 
if you're not into the person, you, can you don't instigate. have fun and make out with somebody and then not then go further. Go further. Yeah, and not say like what's next and all that kind of stuff. I, yeah, I he mean, wasn't like I'm looking for a girlfriend, and she leaned in and kissed him and then looked him in the eyes and said, "Oh, I'm looking for a boyfriend." You know, that's like, leading on. Yeah, for know, sure. As a person living in a society, that's a sociopath at that point. Right. <laughs> <laughs> right. It's like we live in a society. You know, you're giving cues, and he's picking up on the cues. Be mindful of of the cues you're putting out there. As, as a for some people, the, the, for some yeah. people when they're dating, they're, they're trying a person out right so they're like okay well i kind of like this person and then they're like oh maybe i'll try kissing him and see if there's a spark there i i know that but after they kissed did did they kiss and she said What's and then next? they went to the party at- see that's yeah, what i mean but maybe she met you never know right she could have woke up the next day and was like, like meh yeah. Yeah, it wasn't so it was great, alcohol, but like I had maybe. a fun time. Yeah, they did go to a bunch of bars. Yeah, she was a little drunk. Yeah, and maybe that's what happened. Like, okay, so I know that I actually dated um, my husband's roommate before I dated my husband. Who's who's a uh, comedian, by the way? Oh, oh. yeah, Jay Larson. Oh, oh yeah. Cool. Yeah, so I went on a date with him, and I had like an amazing time. We went to this makeout point. Oh, dating he, Jay Larson. Yeah. <laughs> I love Jay Larson. I, really, I love to date Jay Larson. Are you serious No, he's just that? really funny. He is really funny. He's fucking funny. Um, he, he performed our wedding ceremony actually oh right on yeah that's fine okay so i went on a date with him i stalked him first before i went on a date with him and asked him out on a date and we were having a really good time he asked me if i wanted to go somewhere we drove to this like makeout point we made out we kissed and for me walking away i was like i just had a really great evening with an awesome guy and for him he was like nah, I, didn't, I wanted to try everything out and see if we had that chemistry there and when we kissed i didn't feel anything for you so you know afterwards it, it didn't go anywhere because he didn't feel like afterwards. I, I didn't feel like he was leading me on. I was disappointed that it didn't become something else. Well, now I'm not now that I actually know him as a person, but um, <laughs> I'm happy it worked out the way that it did. But at that point, I wasn't thinking like, what an asshole he led me on because he kissed me. No, I don't think. No, I don't think because you kiss someone, you're an asshole. I think all the charade of the where are we going now and let's go to a party and let me let I'll let you order me an Uber. I, yeah. I mean, of course, you're going to. Go, go with it. Go with it. Hey, free Uber is free extent. Uber. I think it yeah, just hurts to right. be rejected. That's what yeah. it boils down it, to. It sucks. I just, I doesn't just feel think, good. You I've, know, if you have like, if you go out to like one bar and then you kiss and whatever, yeah, that's fine, of course. But if you're like doing the whole thing of where's next and the kissing and the da da da, it just. But even though afterwards she was straightforward and said, yeah, I'm not. She should have responded fit sooner. Yeah. Sooner, yeah, I'd say that. Sooner. Yeah. 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 I feel yeah. like I've been on both sides of this, and because of that, I feel like my biggest advice could be, don't keep chasing this or even give it that much emotional resonance because it doesn't need it right like it's just a you went on a date you made out it's a nice memory like the way i can kind of put it in like guy form would be like if you're really into like a certain sport and the team wins one game it's a good game but it doesn't mean they're going to win the whole still season garbage season right right you know that's it can happen that way you're still a fan it's of reality the bears i'll go with bills there you go they're uh. losers <laughs> <laughs> they'll have a great game but they're they're and, 15 year and you still love them. and i feel like i know where this guy's coming from because i've definitely when I was younger, was that guy who's like, you go on one great date, you wonder what your children are going to be named. Right, right. Like right. being that kind of guy. And it's just not a healthy way no, to it's date. Not. Yeah. I know. But so how do you stop yourself from thinking that? I think you just have to like become less precious with those things and become a little more realistic with your expectations for romance. Yeah. And I think that like you get a much better overall relationship when you don't have that like, you know, Harlequin romance element to it where it's just like, oh, and we met and it was great that that there's, you know, reality when you're like, oh, I know I hate that I'm telling people to take that away. I don't think you take it away. I think you like 
You you, you, you put it to good use. I look at, at that stuff you... sort of the same way that that you look at like pornography or violence in movies or any of these other things. Like these are fictionalized versions of a real thing right. that are the made extreme. for entertainment and not in any way, shape, or form a real thing. No one in a romantic comedy or Harlequin book has taken care of their spouse when they have diarrhea. Right. Like, <laughs> and that's what a relationship really is. That'd be a good and book. And that's the thing you should think about when you're like, oh, we're going to get married. This is going to be our thing. Like, and we're both going to go on vacation and eat bad shrimp and be vomiting together. Like, it's, it's you got to think bathroom. all of it. Like, yeah. exactly. Yeah, the pedest- putting people on pedestal thing is so damaging. Oh, God. I feel like there's a difference between like wanting romance and feeling, you know, sexy and spark and stuff, but then versus putting someone. On, on a pedestal and it's the flip not a side of the yeah. shitty dude is the like shitty clingy dude like right. it's objectifying from the furthest other end oh I say it, being an, an alt, like a real nice guy like overly nice and wimpy trying to impress and put women on pedestals it's it's exactly the same as oh that, yeah it's like a flip side of a coin I've been trying to make a bit about that work forever and the fact is when you do like like nerdy alty rooms and it's all dudes in glasses going like oh no that's me yeah. I don't yeah, find yeah. this funny at all I don't yeah. like the fact that you're just tearing down right, right. <laughs> like that's everything Thing that I do. My okay, I have, I have one final question that's actually not in our questions, but something that I did want to bring up today. How do you guys feel about men paying for things? Not just with their girlfriends, not with girls that they're dating, but at any at any time when they're out with women, should men pay? I, uh, some uh, some comedian made a funny joke on Twitter the other day. Um, I wish I could say that I came up with this, but I didn't. But they said something like, "Do you know how much how much I paid to look the way I look right now? You can pay for dinner." Yeah. <laughs> You know what I mean? Like, I mm-hmm. had to pay for my hair, my makeup, oh, my gotcha. fucking tampon. Like, all everything that's, like, going right. on with me right now costs a lot of money, so you can pay for the dinner. I feel like, in general, it should boil down to who in the relationship is making the most money. I don't know. Like, we, we this try is coming to, from a yeah. couple who split everything. We split everything the in the middle. Right. But I just feel like if, if the guy is broke and the girl knows it, I just think it's real shitty to I ask them to pay for I dated a girl who was fairly wealthy. And I kind of paid for most stuff. <gasps> really? And uh, it was definitely a a cancer in our relationship. Yeah. How did you bring that up to her? Or did uh, you? At times, but like she was just very cheap in general. Yeah. Like, and so it was a lot of times something where it was like, well, either we can go do this thing and I can pay or we could just not do it because she'd rather just not do stuff than pay right. for things. Ooh. So it became a game of, well, I can either pay and we can go and have a nice afternoon or a nice dinner or something like that. Right. Or we can just sit around and do nothing. Like life right. is expensive and we I date mostly creative folks who don't make a lot of money. And in situations where I've been to an expensive restaurant with a man who is four fact richer than me, then for sure I will let him pay. But in general, I just don't feel like that's fair to the guy at all. What about if you're out with a guy friend? I will pay her own thing. I don't. Yeah. Why would that be weird? It's like, what are you trying to fuck me? Like, I don't know if you paid for my. But you've never you been out. Like, let's say it's you. It's like two girls and like another guy who maybe isn't like your best guy friend. Mm-hmm. And you guys go out somewhere and you get drinks. Like, do you expect that guy to buy the first round? For sure not. Oh. Unless he's super rich, then yeah, for In sure. A friendship scenario, no way. Yeah, absolutely not. But I think like the first date, I, I and the first. I feel date like if scenario, you ask someone to go on a date. Like yeah, that sure. first you date, pay. you, you pay. pay. Yeah. After that, like I feel like it becomes because I always feel like date number two, you do the date that's less expensive than date one. <laughs> yeah. What about you date you one restaurant, out, date two mini golf? What if yeah. you are out with a guy who is you know pretty well off or you know wealthier than you are, but you you know that he has money and he wants to split or sort of like lets you pay for things? What do you, what do you think about? It depends him? on there. how you know each other and your pre-standing relationship, I feel. Yeah. But he should just pay. Come on. Yeah. He's got money. It's kind of the same scenario as if, like, you were going out with a guy that was less, had less money and then 
you wanted him to pay. It's the same thing. Right. He would, you know, this guy who was wealthier or had had more money asking you to pay. It's kind of like, really, come on, dude. Like, you then what the do you think? What I'm do you in. think about that guy? Do you think that he's just trying to protect himself and see if you're like after his money? Like, what do you think about him? Oh. I think he's. he's uh, what I would think is he's trying to test to see if I'm after his money, but also I feel like he he'd be a little bitter toward women. Yeah, kind of like. Like I have a scenario, a this is bit. from a while ago, where I went to Vegas to meet one of my best friends and then this other guy who we both know really well was there and he's like ridiculously rich. Um, and in my, we would go out and I, I would always get the first round of drinks. I don't even know why. And I always felt weird. I felt really mad at him that he wasn't like, oh no, let me get it. I, I really was bothered this by that. This guy was really wealthy? Yeah. Yeah. And I think I there is a level of, it him. is at their discretion though too. Yeah, 100%. But that is my immediate reaction and I can justify it and be very logical. But immediately I was like, oh, okay, well, okay, well, why am I paying? But sure, I'll buy this round of drinks. Yeah. And then like later on when I was buy, bought another round of drinks before he had bought another round and I, I had said, oh, you know, I'll get this. And he didn't jump in and say like, no, 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 it's okay. Yeah. Then I I started thinking like he's a loser. So, like, loser. I l- actually thought less of yeah. him. So my best friend makes a, a a lot of money. Yeah, and it's interesting because it is a social dynamic where he tends to pick up a lot of checks. But I have found that especially in friendships, like even though he could, it's not going to make a difference if he pays for dinner or me. I try to pay for stuff periodically just to go like, look who's not mooching. Like right. like yeah. I appreciate that you do stuff, and so like let me get this one because yeah. I just got paid and I can actually float it right now and I feel like for me it's more of a like look I appreciate all the things you do and it's not just me going like come on Papa money, money bag exactly. um, <laughs> no, I actually have a girlfriend who is insanely wealthy like we all just know so many wealthy people I know. Well, we are in Los Angeles <laughs> but I mean like insane amounts of money where I can't even wrap my brain around it and uh, we meet for lunch every now and then and she's it, she's never offered to buy my lunch which is totally okay, but at one point, uh, when we were meeting for lunch, we go to well, like not we won't go to like really like bougie restaurants or anything, but you know, getting a lunch around LA anywhere if yeah. you want yeah. like a nice lunch, it's gonna cost you a decent like twenty bucks or something for yeah. like a sandwich yeah. and a salad or something. And so at one point we were meeting, and I literally had so little money that I literally got like a black coffee. Because that's all I could get at that time. And I didn't have, like, any sort of income coming in at all. And, like, even in friendship scenarios, like, I mean, maybe she's not totally aware of my situation. But I she knows that we're aware of her situation. And right. I just know on my end, I would be very generous if I did have a lot of money. For sure. Yeah. Especially if I knew a friend was living, trying to pursue, like, a dream or a struggling artist type I, not to have people take advantage of me, but I would just, if I was wealthier, yeah. I would be very comfortable letting friends, giving giving people things just because the whole point of having money to me would be that. Do you always wonder if that's because we are so broke that at a certain point you're just like, oh, yeah, no, I totally do that. And, that and then people once you in get that there, same run, I wouldn't. Well, and really. I, I, I all the time, just take care of anybody oh, who has no, definitely not no, that. No, 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 not everybody. But a re- she, she's a really good friend. If yeah. we went out for lunch and you got a coffee, I, I and I got a huge meal. I, yes, I would buy your coffee. Absolutely. Well, no, I, I, I mean, I, I'm not looking for like freebies or handouts, yeah. but like this, 
I just feel like when you're when in you're a friends situation, with someone and you know they're struggling, yeah, right. and you know they're struggling, just to go, oh, what do you what do you want? Let me get you something. When I know someone's but father I think has five hundred million dollars, I think it becomes a game too of you, know, you having like, to like be dependent on the whims of others, though. Too as someone who's right. taken many a meeting with someone going like, there's might be a free lunch in this. Did she yeah. pick the place? Did she invite you there? Well, it's always like a halfway meeting. Okay, place. okay, because I feel like if they pick close. the place too, that's, yeah, that's, they yeah. for sure should pay. Yeah. But so yeah. basically, we've we've decided that men, if they initiate a date, they should pay. If they make more money than you, they should definitely pay. But don't Past date always too. pay. Oh yeah, yeah, exactly. Oh god, no. There should be some reciprocity. Yeah. And never yeah. feel entitled, like you deserve to be paid because you're a woman or whatever. I feel like that's also really damaging and terrible. That's yeah. that's been especially from that last relationship to this one is is the sort of economic samesies. Now it helps that we're both just broke shitty artists. Um, but that sort of like, hey, neither of us is like making a ton here. Whoever's got money can pay. Otherwise we're gonna like yeah. figure out I ways to make it work. You just have to be fair. Like you don't it's live we don't so live nice that it's just world. not a problem on the table at that yeah. point. But like, that being said if one of us started making a lot of money, I feel like then that person would oh, be expected my, to pay oh, yeah. <laughs> to pay for everything. Like I know my boyfriend makes a lot more money than I do, but like what we do I think is really fair. Like he'll generally pay for like big meals that we have that are really nice meals. But if we go to the movie I'll either just gra- grab the movie, but if he grabs the movie, of course I'll get the candy and popcorn, which costs right. the same as the movie. Yeah. So we'll always kind of do like some sort of back and forth where it's fair. And yeah, that's sort of like how I'm we roll with yeah. stuff too. Like a bitch about anything. Yeah. Good answers, so, people. Well, thank you so much for being on the show. Can you tell people again where to find out about yes, your podcast? So we've got the, the our podcast is called This Is Rad, and uh, we take a. a guest. By the way, we would love to have either of you on or both y'all on. Yeah, we would cool. love to. Uh, we we. Saw that there's so much like negativity and people just shitting on things as internet stuff that our show is about getting people on to talk about stuff that they are super stoked about that they never get to talk about because there's nothing more fun than watching someone when you find out what they really are into on the inside (laughs) and then just lose their minds about it for an hour. We've kind of gone all over the place with stuff. Uh, and then so it's me and my co-host Matthew Burnside then producer Natalie over there is uh, uh, you know on for a lot of the episodes it's been really fun to watch her come into her own and get more comfortable on my yeah I, I definitely I was more awkward at first and I feel like I've gotten slightly better <laughs> cool. um, yeah so it's all we're on iTunes and Stitcher um, and then we have this is rad pod.com is yes. that the website mm-hmm. uh, and then we're on Twitter at, at this is rad pod Pod. Mm -hmm. and then we just launched a youtube channel that is all sketches and then we're working on building more stuff uh but right now we've got three that we started on that were co-produced by me and natalie Uh, i wrote the first one the second one we co-wrote and we're both the stars of and then the uh third you guys are obsessed with each other yeah Yeah. oh yeah and then the third one natalie wrote uh and uh so she's in all of them i don't love acting so i mostly like directing and being behind the camera perfect um yeah and so that's it this is rad uh as the youtube channel you should pitch your stand-up oh yeah i have a stand-up album called pizza night uh kyle clark comedy.bandcamp.com you can go get that or you can buy the cassette tape version at a stoy merchandise wow uh, That's awesome. Oh, yeah. Uh, yeah. And so we've got a merch pack on a Stoy merchandise that has wow. this is rad stuff and some stickers and pins. It's real cool. Uh, that's a stoymerchandise.com. And then I'm recording another album in December. So that should be out sometime hey, next year. You guys have year. a lot of stuff going on. Cool. Well, thank I'll you try. for coming onto our show, being open and honest. Oh, and giving at Kyle Clark is rad and at Natalie Hazen. Thank oh, yeah. Perfect. And then uh, you gave kick-ass advice. So thank you. Thank, thank you very much. This was so super much. fun. Thanks yeah. for having yeah. us. Yeah. Anybody I'm glad we got to hang out in that Whole Foods. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah. And I realized the other day I had the gift card. I totally forgot. I gave it to her as part of a birthday present. <laughs> oh. Did you tell her? I did. I did. Okay. All right. As long as you're upfront about it. Oh, I bought this gift card. 
I was yeah. just like, I'm going to give it to her anyways, but I'm going to get some yeah. bonus birthday time. There you go. There you <laughs> go. Well, anybody who has questions, write into ask at askwomenpodcast.com. New episodes of the Ask Women Podcast come out every Thursday. So please go download every Thursday and help uh, support us and keep us on the air as well. Just subscribe. So tell a friend. Yes, and tell a friend. Tell, tell a ten desk. friends, actually. Yeah. But just, just be like, friends. I don't listen to the show, but you might like it. I don't have ten friends, but if you have ten friends, tell <laughs> them. share it with their friends. You can find Kristen on Twitter at ask. Uh, sorry, no. at, at <laughs> Kristen Carney. And then you can find the Ask Women Podcast on Twitter as well, at Ask Women Podcast. And we will see you guys next week. This is Marnie, and thanks for listening to the Ask Women podcast. Hey, do me a favor. Take a quick moment to give us some feedback on our iTunes page. We'd really love to know what you think of us. And also, give us five stars, just because. Just because.